Welcome to Brood Podcast. I'm Jen. I'm Bryce. And I'm Adonis. Thank you for listening in. This is a coffee podcast where we have some deep or some funny conversation about whatever we want. Um, and we have coffee or anything that is brewed. Again, today we are having tea because we're filming, a, I mean, recording a little bit later. Um, so I'm having a Starbucks brand, Tivana brand tea. It's called Comfort Tea and it has like some ginger notes in there. Um, licorice, surprisingly, mm. which I know can be kind of nasty, but it's actually really good to me. No, and licorice is great. Yeah, you like it too? Um, oh, yeah. People are always like really grossed out. Well, like black licorice, you know? Yeah. Like that's, that's like That's my favorite. That's, that's the only good kind. Yeah, yeah I had yeah. a... I had what a, are you guys drinking? I had a friend in uh, high school who would get very upset if you said black licorice because he said licorice is black that's yeah. licorice in its, in its natural form um <laughs> you need to say like flavored licorice if you're talking about twizzlers or red vines or anything like that so he would get very right. offended every time so that was funny um that's, <laughs> that's funny i never thought about that yeah <laughs> what are you guys drinking um i have some green tea some decaf green tea uh, I am normally not a fan of anything decaffeinated, but like Jen said, we're recording a little bit late tonight, so I um, didn't want anything with any caffeine in it, anything that's going to keep me up. So I am going with some decaf uh, lemon jasmine green tea. Um, yeah, it's pretty tasty. I'm on to my last couple out of out of my box here, so... That tells you how much I drink it. Um, it's definitely What's jasmine. Jasmine is a flower, um, and it's usually used to flavor things. Oh, yeah, that's cool. You could literally brew anything—just a bunch of leaves and some flowers and some beans—and you got a good <laughs> got cup a, of something. A warm cup of drink. Yeah, like uh, dandelion tea is a big thing, right? If you are out in the wild and you don't—I've never heard of that. Yeah, you can just stew some dandelions. Now I know. Yeah. Ooh, I think it, I'm allergic I think it to has. dandelions. Oh, yeah. So don't make dandelion tea. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't just make random teas, Jen. <laughs> know which flowers you're allergic to. What plants? What other plants? No, just be careful what, uh, what oh. plants you're mixing into your teas. Yeah, of course. What about you, Bryce? Uh, I'm drinking peppermint tea. I am also tr not trying to stay up late tonight. I yeah. would like to go to sleep at a good hour, which I haven't done in a while. So my body's all kind of, my sleep cycle's all messed up. So hopefully yeah. I go to sleep at a decent hour tonight. For we'll see what happens. our Sparrows episode, I was up about till 2 a.m. So that was not fun. Yikes. Dang. Mm-hmm. That coffee was in That's my nuts. system for about eight hours. Mm. Yep. Maybe you should have. Uh, uh, some uh, people change over to yeah. mushroom coffee because yeah. that less caffeine. Oh, 50 true. milligrams. Not mushroom tea, guys, because <laughs> that's <laughs> that's an infusion of edible um, psychedelic mushrooms. Ooh. But mushroom <laughs> coffee. Are you speaking? Are you speaking from experience, Jen? Is that uh? Have you? <laughs> no, I think I'd be too scared to trip out like that. Oh. I'm not ready to be awakened. Oh. 
yeah, I don't need that in my life. I'll just watch some more Midnight Gospel and be fake woke. <laughs> fake woke. <laughs> uh, fun fact about the mushroom coffee, though, I did find some a little tidbit of more information um, since we talked about it last. Um, the origins of it, uh, it, like I said before, it did originate in Finland. And it actually started in the 1940s during the wars because there was a shortage of coffee beans. And so what they would do is is they would get chaga mushrooms, chaga specifically, and they would grind it up. And um, I think they would even steep it for like 24 hours. They would do something with it ahead of time. But then they would mix, they would do a kind of a half and half or an 80-20 or whatever mixture they needed to do because coffee was being rationed really hard so they started mixing it in there and they kind of you know side figured out that there were some benefits to it and then Ooh. now that's where four sigmatic kind of pulled from they pulled from that um, sort of origin and scienced it out and now turned it into you know more of a health benefit superfood type of thing so yeah so it's a fun fun fact originated uh, in the 1940s around the world war ii time that's that is awesome. super interesting. Yeah, that's neat. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> neat O. I was going to say something and I totally forgot. I'm sorry. Oh, yikes. Stop smoking that weed. Um, so we... <laughs> we I'm five uh, marijuanas in, so... <laughs> Jen, earlier you had asked us the question when we decided, you know, in our VR group chat, we were going to do tea tonight instead of coffee. You had asked about matcha and i know matcha is sort oh, of uh that's exactly what i was about to ask yeah look i'm uh, i'm reading your mind from across the uh, the the state or the city you said today um, that you were psychic i did um <laughs> well first you said you were psycho <laughs> hey <laughs> freudian slip there both um, are true <laughs> no so and i know matcha generally speaking is sort of a controversial topic between like tea hearts i guess die hard tea fans like a lot of them don't like it like i know some people who well at least maybe the mainstream version of it i know one of my friends is a big tea drinker and he like despises the matcha from starbucks because he says it's oh. just like mass-produced garbage um so yeah right. I, I am not a i'm not a big fan of the taste of it either i guess i I don't hate it, but I, I wouldn't go out of my way to, to get it. Like, I wouldn't turn down a drink if someone had gotten me, like, a like a matcha green tea latte or something like that. But I wouldn't order it myself. I love it. I've been loving it, I think, ever since I started drinking boba. I'm pretty sure that's how I discovered the taste of it. Mm. Because I had a matcha tea. Milk tea. I think I've only yeah. had a matcha tea once, but if I'm thinking of the right stuff, uh, I believe I used to put matcha powder into my smoothies like a little bit mm. or into other things. It just has its own health benefits. Um, so I just would put like, I think it's supposed to be like a teaspoon or even less than that or something. Just put a pinch in there. Mm. I'll just mix it into things. Um, it definitely has a potent scent and flavor even with that little amount it came through but i don't ever remember not liking it and i had a bunch of other flavors in the smoothie so i can't i don't have yeah. a big opinion on it right now 
A lot of people think it just tastes like grass, especially if you're not used to drinking tea, you know? Mm, yeah. I guess so. I do but like I, me some grass, though. What? I do like me some grass. <laughs> just go out, into the, go out into the yard and just start... Oh. <laughs> ASMRing that grass. Yikes. I uh I was just telling one of my my uh, coworkers the other day they were we were having a random conversation about uh vegetables and one of my coworkers was saying that uh that she hated vegetables. She's like I can't do it. Like I don't like to eat anything green. And I was like, "Well, you could just do like a uh, a green juice if you don't like to eat your vegetables. Just drink your vegetables, you know? Like throw a bunch of leafy greens into a blender with some like lemon juice and and just chug it in the morning." And that way you get your, you know, vegetable servings without having to uh, actually, you know, taste them. You could just chug it really quick. And I think that idea disgusted her even more. And I was like, well, <laughs> you kind of need vegetables. It is a, it's a requirement for life, for a healthy life, I guess. But some people just aren't into yeah. that. I don't remember the last time I ate vegetables. Oh, yikes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Again, we've talked about health before, and I feel like... Every step forward you take, there's 10 steps I didn't know about that you went backwards <laughs> on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I we're going to have a we're going to have a whole lesson. We're going to have a whole episode on just different health on things health and on just health, dissect yeah. each other's lives. <laughs> well, at least I'm drinking this tea. I don't know what it does for <laughs> oh. me, but it's better than coffee. Oh my do goodness. So uh, it's been uh, a while since we we recorded last. Um, have you guys been doing anything, watching anything, listening to anything, reading anything new? Uh, still watching Black Sails. Okay, I'm almost. I'm halfway down the season three now. Uh, that's the most prominent thing. Nice. Is that mm. still going strong for you? Oh yeah, the first episode of season three threw me off but the first episode of season two did that too because they introduce like a new character and you're expected to just accept this new character Mm -hmm. and then but then these episodes do so much in a single episode that by the end of one episode you're fine with it because you don't you know i was scared of getting bored or just annoyed with just randomness but yeah it wasn't it it was fine yeah they're they're dense episodes and I think these last two seasons, you'll you'll find that like that's where the bulk of the story is going to take place. Like it's a uh, it's a lot, uh, like it's 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 a lot a lot happening. Like they're the same number of episodes, but there's just a lot of content in these last two seasons. So yeah, I was going to say this. Uh, just episode three, I think it was. I felt like that could have been. A, I thought they were going to stretch that. I thought that was a whole season's arc. I thought they were just starting off. Like that's okay. This is what's going to be the struggle for the season, and yeah. then they concluded it the same episode. I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" Because it didn't feel <laughs> rushed. Like it was beautiful. Like the way they do it is beautiful. I'm I'm definitely still super into the show. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I can't wait for you to finish it so we can have a a full fledged conversation about it. Um, yes. Me, I, I. Oh, go ahead, Jen. Oh, no, you go go <laughs> right ahead. I love us. No, um, you, you, no, no, Jen, you do it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched the new BMO like little oh, movie yeah. on a HBO. new Adventure Time uh, oh, okay. HBO special. I was like, what is that? I don't know yeah. what that is, but okay. so it's, it's okay. Oh, yeah, it was beautiful. It um, yeah, it was cute. 
and funny and weird, of course. For someone who doesn't watch Adventure Time, could I watch that and have fun with it? Oh, you watch that? But not Adventure Time? No, I was asking you, for someone who doesn't watch Adventure Time, could I watch the BMO special and be fine? Like, would I be entertained? Oh, yes. Because it's only about BMO. Like, only. Yeah, so you're fine. Um, I think you would like it. It's cool. Um, And then I've just been, like, in super budgeting mode because I love numbers. And I think I'm going to become an accountant. Oh, that's a a big life choice. Wow. I, I... I honestly pick a new career like every day. I'm like, wow, I really like that. I think I could be that. I can't see you as an accountant. But, you know, if that's your dream, chase it. Do it. Yeah. (laughs) I love numbers. I thought about being an accountant one time because I can be really good with numbers when I focus on them. And I budget really well. And I can figure out that kind of stuff. Mm. And I had fun in my accounting classes, but it just is not a fun subject for me. Like I can't imagine doing it as a nine to five every yeah. day of my life. Like yeah. I, I was like, when I thought about it that way, I was like, no, I could not do it. It's strange. Cause yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know a single accountant who is like passionate about accounting. It's a great paying career. You know, you can make a lot of money doing it and it's a nine to five, you know, not a super stressful job I would imagine, but yeah, I don't know if anybody's super passionate about but just because you're good at something guys doesn't mean you have to do about it <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> yeah true but is anybody truly passionate about a job like you kind of need it to survive uh, i am it depends on what you define as i a love job. my like, job what's a job for you a job is a money because like filmmaking job. is a job or <laughs> you know being an nfl player is that's a job right and yeah you're passionate about those yeah things. but you still have to be there when you don't want to I don't, it's not like a hobby i disagree with that i think some people want to be at work i you know like i don't yeah. think all jobs are you just haven't found the things you want to be at you keep you you've had a life <laughs> where you've kind of been forced that's to just get a job a talk for another time when we talk about yeah i agree <laughs> oh my goodness um is it okay if i go now Jen? is that fine Oh, okay. Yes, I'm sorry. No. You have Jen's permission. <laughs> um, so what have I been do- I actually recently watched two movies that both came out this year, which is crazy because, you know, movie theaters are still closed. But I watched two 2020 movies. Um, I watched uh, The King of Staten Island, uh, the Judd Apatow movie uh, starring Pete Davidson. Um, and I watched a movie called First Cow. Uh, which is an A24 film uh, directed by Kelly. I think her last name is Reichert or Reichart, something like that. Um, and that stars John Magaro and Orion Lee. And they were both super solid movies. Like I, I'm, I'm keeping track of all the movies that I've watched from this year. Um, and they both broke into the top 10. Um, I've only seen 20 movies that have come out in 2020 but uh they're in the top half of those 20 movies so that's that's cool um yeah have you guys heard of either of those uh, of those films i heard of the pete davidson one okay. i had not heard of first cow till you mentioned it the other day gotcha so no i had never heard of them before gotcha. before you brought them sure up. um king of Staten island is really good if you're into like judd apatow like his style of comedy so like knocked up and uh things like that um 
it's really good. It's really sort of raunchy humor, but it's not like it's not like graphic raunchy humor. It's more like what they're saying is super inappropriate, but they're not really doing anything really inappropriate. If that makes sense. Um, his, all of his movies are like super clever and they always have like an emotional through line. So, um, it's, I would, I would definitely recommend it. I wasn't like a huge fan of Pete Davidson going into it. And the movie is like loosely based on his actual life. I have to say that it definitely gave me a new perspective on him. Um, before really all i knew was that he was a stand-up comedian who uh was on snl and dated ariana grande but that was literally all of my knowledge about him as a person um but he's a he's same he's a solid actor uh he's funny um and uh yeah depending on how close this is to his actual life he definitely um you know had had a lot going on uh in his childhood and in his adolescence um so yeah i would definitely recommend that one um you can rent it on amazon prime or wherever else you you rent or buy movies and first cow was also really really good uh it's definitely a hardcore like indie film so if that's not your scene you're gonna want to steer clear of that one uh steer clear uh no Mm -hmm. pun intended there um (laughs) it's it's about uh some frontiersmen look i think it takes place some sometime in the early 1800s um and it's about a friendship i love movies about friendships and it's about uh the two main actors who are in it they they sort of meet randomly and uh become friends and uh yeah i won't really say anything else because it would get to spoilery stuff but it's a really good movie if you if you like slow burn super cinematic um movies i think i think you would enjoy it jen i think you would be a fan um so i think you should definitely check it out if you get the opportunity um yeah it sounds like i would like yeah but it's it's again super slow so if you're not into like art house movies do not watch this movie because i feel like a lot of the reviews that i've seen have been people who did not know what they were getting themselves into and then they were like what the hell did i just watch uh so if you're <laughs> if you're more of a mainstream movie goer do not watch first cow but anybody else please do and uh yeah check it out you know i had a thought on indie films or art house films because sure. i feel like you guys have recommended and talked about a lot and i keep I either bash on the trailers or i just am not interested in them at all yeah which is kind of left field for me because i do like indie films and i do love giving them i i just i love indie films and i think i kind of just had a thought on what my deal is mm-hmm. it's because i can only get into them if i'm focusing on it and with my lifestyle with the hotels and then right now I'm living with my friends with their kids and stuff and there's no there's no alone time to watch these things and okay. there's no just being able to focus on a movie like they have subtitles on 24/7 because there's always noise there's always something going on sure. so like I don't most movies I watch need to be either comedies or something with not as thick of a story um fair yeah so 
So I think maybe that maybe that's been my thing. So maybe and I need to make a list of all these movies and uh, maybe when and I, I think get some privacy again. I think Bryce, another thing about you, and you know, I, and I don't mean this as any like a negative or anything, but you're someone. I don't even know why I, I said that because it's not a negative thing. But you're someone who likes story. Like you, you really put a big emphasis on on the plot of movies and and the storytelling yeah. aspect. And I think a lot of the time. Jen, what are you doing? <laughs> is she eating her tea bag? <laughs> I'm sucking the juice oh. from it. We gotta, we gotta keep this audio in. Um, yeah, you you put a big emphasis on the storytelling part of movies, and a lot of the times, indie movies like this specifically, there isn't a ton of emphasis on the storytelling. So it's more about the cinematics, more about the you know the the landscapes and all that kind of stuff, and and you the the yeah. stuff that you have to look deeper to to understand, you know, like uh, character pieces where you you're given just service level stuff about these characters, and the directors and the producers and the writers expect us as audience members to like look deeper and figure that stuff out on our own. So it's never really given to you explicitly. So I think that may also be a reason why they just yeah, don't do much get for behind you. that. Yeah. I was just thinking today about my movie experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that I really like bringing friends to watch movies with me. But when they're bad movies, like hmm. not not terrible movies, <laughs> yeah, but, but when they're like easy movies sure. to take in yeah. where you laugh or where you don't have to pay 100% of attention mm-hmm. and indie movies just by myself, yeah, you know? Yeah, I'm the- I mean, I've been watching a lot of movies with my boyfriend, but um, it's okay because we're not like talking the whole time. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it. And cer- certain friends you have to realize won't necessarily take it as seriously as you do um like Mm -hmm. i like i will never forget like i i had a very emotional connection to a film and i got a group of my friends together and i basically forced them to watch it and no one really uh had a similar reaction to me uh that's the worst. And it's fine. I've you had know. that before. Yeah, and it's fine because it's like I, you know, it, that just means that the movie was a personal experience for me. And I mean, they didn't hate it. Bryce, you were there. It was for The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Yeah, the last like, I was just thinking about that. That movie like was a gut punch for me. Like that movie was everything I wanted in a movie and it was incredible and I loved it and I still love it to this day. And when I showed it to, you know, Bryce and some of my other friends, I don't think any of them hated it, but it was like I felt like they were like, "Oh, Not I don't see same. why it's so special," type of thing. So, isn't that crazy when that happens? Because yeah. I have that happen with music, especially recently. Mm. Like I will always talk up Melodrama by Lord or mm. Halsey's new album. Like I'll talk certain things up, and I'll be really into it, and no one else is vibing with me like at all. Yeah. And like anywhere near the same thing and it's at first like it's it's crazy how different that is yeah i don't know it's disheartening but at the same time i think it it sort of amps up your personal connection to it right it's like well yeah yeah, of course that's true that's the good thing about it they just don't understand it it's like you have (laughs) (laughs) that's so emo But uh, yeah, uh, we could obviously talk about mu- music and movies forever. For sure. Uh, but let's get some more tea, guys. Just like you said, I was sucking on my tea bag, so I think we need <laughs> we need a little refill I, I right think now. That's a great what? Idea. What? <laughs> <laughs> we need to come around back to that. All right, let's go get more tea. All right. All 
Alright, welcome back, guys. I just learned <laughs> that in the gaming <laughs> community, <laughs> um, teabag only means nutsack, I guess. <laughs> That's not how we explained it, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, today... She does not I rescind her wanted... statement, though. Wait, what? You don't rescind your statement. You you no, keep it. Still, you, you sucked yeah. on that teabag. She's still sucking teabags. Okay. But go ahead, Jen. What what are we talking about today? What's the topic? Today I wanted to bring up a little thing that I mentioned on the Tuesday episode, which was minimalism, because it has been something that we've talked about before at one of our coffee, um, coffee dates. You know. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I think it it really became popular when Marie Kondo, mm. right? Is that her yeah, name? Yeah, the Netflix. Um, lady. When she came out, yeah, she came out with a book, and then she got um like a little show on Netflix, or was it like a documentary? <laughs> it was a it was a show. <laughs> I just like how you said little show. Tidy. Like it's a little it's a little little thing. Um, <laughs> oh no, I meant. Hey, she's a minimalist, so I'm sure she would appreciate production. that. You know. I mean, I don't know who this is, so. Oh, really? You guys have I mentioned her book we... before, I think, but that's about okay. it. Yeah. That's all I know yeah, about the, her. That the book there's a book that exists. The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. The Japanese Art of Decluttering. Um, yeah, and Organizing. Sorry. You're good. Um, and then her book, her Netflix thing was Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. So the, the method was like the... KonMari method mm-hmm. and you would like look at different parts of your life first you'd start with clothes and then other things moving on whatever um what do you Was, guys think about minimalism in yeah, general so i think each of us have had our own sort of exposure like how we were exposed to minimalism um because mine i definitely uh my my first exposure to it was not uh marie kondo was that was that yours jen was that the first time you had ever really looked into it yeah i'm pretty sure that was mine i used to go to the library a Mm -hmm. lot and i used to love self-help books sure well i still do but i can't go to the library um and i used to just look at everything they had there and i thought that was really interesting and i wanted to like you know, make over my life. Sure. And that's how I thought I could do it. Okay. Um, but, but that yeah, was how your, did you get into I, it? I got into it. It was probably in, I want to say like 2017. Um, I came across a documentary on Netflix called, uh, it's called minimalism. And, uh, the subtitle was a documentary about the import, a documentary about the important things And it was actually done by these two guys. Uh, One was named, uh, is named, sorry, he's not dead. Uh, One's name is Ryan Nicodemus and the other is Joshua Fields Milburn. And they're known as the minimalist, quote unquote. Um, So that's how my, that was my first exposure. So I watched this documentary and I was like, oh, this is really cool. Then I found out that they had also published a book uh, a few years prior to their documentary. So I picked that up and read that. And I was, I was all, I was gung ho for minimalism for, for a while. I want to say like at least, at least six to eight months. I was like all about it. I was like, I'm going to 
clean up my life. And a lot of their methods were were super uh, extreme. I want to say, um, like one of the one of the things that they recommended doing is you you made a list of everyone you interacted with in your life. So you, you made a grid. It had three columns, wow. and the first column was to write out every single person that you interacted with regularly. And then you would, so that would be the names. And then you would write down if they were a primary, sec or secondary or tertiary friend, quote unquote. So like you would say like, oh, like Bryce, I would put as a primary friend, but I'm not going to say anybody's name because that's super shitty. I wouldn't consider that a, a person, a primary friend. He's more like a secondary friend, you know? So you would put all, you would give each person on your list uh, a category like that. Um, and then in the third column, you would put if it was a positive or negative relationship. So you would literally write out all your friends, write out the level of friendship you had with them, write out if it was a positive or negative relationship. And then they wanted you to eliminate anybody who uh, you couldn't see moving into a primary positive friendship. They're like anybody else is unnecessary Whoa. for you to have in your life. Um, so that, you know, that's kind of, that's an that. extreme way to look at it. And they were like, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> but they were like, just try this out, practice it. And then you'll have more, you'll be able to spend more time with your primary positive relationships and you'll stop fueling the, uh, flames of your negative relationships with people who you don't even really care about. Um, yeah, I so, mean, I guess but that's just one example uh, about be, like how extreme they were <laughs> yeah, about it. That's intense. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I was in it for 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 a, a few months, and then I sort of kind of just slowly started started not caring anymore. But yeah, it could it could be kind of unrealistic in the like year and time sure. that we live in, and because it's you know what it's a lifestyle just the society change. we live in. It's a lifestyle change, yeah. and it's not yeah. something that I saw myself being able to do for the rest of my life you know like i was like i can't i'm only i was only 27 at that time i was like i can't live the rest of my life this way so i think i should just probably stop because i can't commit to this lifestyle change yeah yeah i, feel that. I think there's definitely some good to sure, it sure yeah and bryce what about you how'd you how'd you become um, exposed to this i don't know how i got I don't know when I discovered the term minimalism, but I've always, I found out that I've been practicing it since I'd moved out uh, my very first time when I was 18. And uh, pretty much I've practiced that since then. So like every, when I was moving out of my family's house, I didn't want to make a bunch of trips. And I was like, okay, what's going to fit in my car the first time? And that's what I took with me. And I, I might have taken some other stuff, too. I might have made two trips or something. But pretty much every move I do, I get rid of a bunch of stuff and just yeah. whatever fits in my car. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, because generally I don't uh, I'll buy new furniture because I'll have lived somewhere for a while. So I'll just buy it or maybe I'll borrow a friend's truck to move like the big stuff. But um, but yeah. And so and then on top of that. Pretty much, it's slowed down now because I've practiced it so much, but pretty much for a long time, my early 20s, basically, like every six months, it felt like I was going through all of my stuff. Like I would have a day or maybe two or three days where I would just sit down and just go through everything and just get rid mm -hmm. of stuff because I was like, well, I don't wear this. I haven't worn this in like, I don't know how long. Um, oh, these are some cool notes. These 
should go into this box that I have for like notes from friends or whatever. And then I don't need these CDs anymore or just a lots of things like that. I would just get rid of things. I even do that with my movies now. Like I'll go through all of my movies. I have so many freaking movies. I'll go through them and be like, you know what? I haven't watched this in a long time. And it's also not something I see myself rewatching by myself or with friends or anything. So I guess it doesn't mean as much to me as when I bought it. So I'll get rid of it. Mm. So mm. I, I just kind of have always done that my whole life. Um, then I started looking into... I guess moving to Washington was the next time I started. That's probably when I came across the term. Um, but when I was looking into van life and I bought my ambulance a couple, it was two years ago now. Uh, that's probably when I really dove into it. Mm. Um, so that was because obviously, you know, it's it's a van. Like you can only have so much in there. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you so, can't be a hoarder in a tiny space. But it was actually, it was super easy to move into it, but. Yeah. But yeah. So that's, I don't know when I came across the term or when I discovered that, but I've kind of practiced it always. So it kind of fits my lifestyle. Yeah. I was. Did you ever feel like you were losing like a part of you if you ever gave up a bunch of stuff? Like oh, for sure. Said, I mean, I yeah. definitely would feel that way, but I was also, I've also been very aware of attachment and I never wanted to stay fully attached to things. Uh, that's just always the mentality I've had. I don't know if I picked that up from someone or if that's just how I've always been, but I never wanted to just carry things just to carry things or just because that's sentimental value or just because like my, my grandparents, they give me three cards for every occasion. So like if it's Christmas or if it's new year's or if it's my birthday, I get three cards from them. I'm not going to keep all those. That's like, that's hundreds and hundreds of cards over the years just from my grandparents. So it's kind of like I started learning what was actually very very important to me and what was very unique and what was very special and what i didn't have to feel guilty about getting rid of because the guilt came from what would the other person think if they found out i got rid of Mm. this thing Mm. and i just kind of learned that i didn't need to be guilty about that because it's not uh, they gave me it and then it's not about that at that point could you could you maybe see yourself as like giving like you don't throw it away or anything, but maybe give it back to that person. Like, uh, would that be like, hey, I I really appreciated this, but I'm I'm trying to get rid of you know un, un see when you say unnecessary things that sounds super shitty. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get well, rid of material right, right. things, you know, just so yeah. they don't they don't come like, oh hey, where's that book that I gave you? Oh, I I donated it to Goodwill. <laughs> you know that I can understand how how that can maybe a detriment because you don't want to uh, i used to worry about that now like if it, like in current times like if a friend was to give me something uh i would just think about i would just think about just like physical space like okay what am i where's this gonna go does this have a space like future wise like when i build a home set of a spot like there mm. and i'll just kind of go through like the motions in my head i kind of like a whole have a whole checklist now and then i'll just tell my friend like i mean i appreciate this but i don't really have a space for this and but i haven't really been given anything like that lately though usually they ask me first sure like i'm pretty sure i'm just most of my friends i've surrounded myself with now just kind of understand that about me so they'll it's more of a question now than it is just them giving me something see and it's like you're you're kind of like an interesting person bryce because i know like (laughs) You're definitely someone who doesn't like, you know, hoard. You don't have a lot of a ton of super material things, but you're also someone who like appreciates the 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 beauty and sophistication of like a really nice 
blu-ray box set you know like so yes so so you're like you're like in the in the middle there because you're like if some i'm sure if someone bought you like a a super nice collector's edition of like your favorite tv show oh on yeah no, that's like, i'm keeping that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. or I, I uh yeah it's good to be like that uh so th- i mean that kind of leads into uh lifestyle on like future and like what i keep physically and what i don't and all that and so like for me like i do have storage units so i when i was moving into my van i was living in washington so i was the stuff i had i was thinking okay this is stuff i've been carrying with me. this is stuff i made plane trips to get all this stuff like i'm talking my books and my movies like it was like just plane trips like southwest airlines checking two bags for free full of dvds and blu-rays and like my books so obviously that stuff is important to me and it still is and it will always be and i kind of figured out what was stuff i wanted to not get rid of because there's things i got rid of that i will buy again in the future but then there's things i don't want to get rid of because i don't want to rebuy all that in the future Hmm. And so I do have a storage unit in Washington that has all my movie cases. I have my movies with me in binders, but all my cases are up there and pretty much like 95% of my books are up there. And then a couple other hodgepodge things that are important to me. Those are things that are for when I build a home because then I'll have space for it then. It's not for my van life, but Mm -hmm. it'll be for when I build a house. And then I have things down here. I just got a storage unit here in Arizona and that is for my kind of weekly things like if I'm traveling for work I have like I have winter work clothes and summer work clothes and, and stuff I switch out day to day or week to week and stuff so so for you your your minimalistic basis. lifestyle is, is more about space rather than a philosophy of I don't need a lot of stuff yes okay yeah it's more about space and how I utilize that space gotcha so um, I love everything to be like, I learned when I was living in Washington that I love everything to be like right next to me. So like when I bought the ambulance and I slept in it for my first time, it was amazing because my kitchen, the stove was right here sure, and my bed was right here and my laptop was right there. Like everything was within arm's reach. That's the thing with like houses. I've like, I love all the space of a house, but I've never been into having to walk to like get to having different rooms for different things Mm. like i just like it's cool idea like i honestly i love that like it's cool to have a different for different things but i shouldn't have to have i love to write i love to listen to music i love to read i shouldn't have to have a room for each thing because then you associate that room with that thing and then you can't do that thing anywhere else (laughs) like you need you become reliant on it Hmm. like sleeping at least I do. I that's my, that's my personality. I become reliant. I associate to things really quickly, and so then I'll become if I have a specific room for something, I'm now reliant on it, and I need to be there, and I can't write anywhere else. Hmm. And I'm trying to av- hmm. not be that way. Yeah, I've never I've never been like yeah, that. Yeah, me either. I just I just don't like to have things that feel like they're just there. Like, hmm. I don't want to have to think that something will be necessary later on if it's not necessary I got you. now. Yeah. 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 Um, but I live in a very cluttered space because I share a room with my sister. And um, we have a lot of clothes 
and we have a lot of little things here and there. Sure. And I feel like I haven't, it's like I started all over. Like I haven't been able to master, um, like being minimalistic. Mm. I really love the aesthetic. Um, <laughs> something that I'm proud of though is my DVD collection and it fits in one shelf on my like bookcase. Okay. And I like to keep it that way. Like no more than, you know, not one more, not one less. Oh, damn. And oh, man. Um, I'm proud of that movie collection because it's movies that I really like and that I would like to keep. And maybe if there's one on there that isn't my fave fave, when I get another one, then I'll get rid of that one. That's oh, interesting. Wow. So what happens if you if you discover a movie that you really love and you want to own it? What do you does one have yeah. to go? Do you do you have to like replace it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Dang. Mud, I can see doing that go. with clothes and with like other things, <laughs> but with movie. movies and books, that's like a whole different. Yeah, that's I, I couldn't oh, do that. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you guys. So we did get a question in one time that was like, you know, physical versus digital media. And I just was wondering, like, about collections and stuff sure. like because I have a CD collection, too, and a movie collection and a book collection. Yeah. But it isn't huge, just like I said, yeah. you know. Um, but I still love having things like physical like copies. Yeah. Why do you think I that think is? Do you think you just like the way it looks aesthetically or is it, um, is there other reasons? Yeah. It feels like I, I'm a part of, or it's a part of my life for real. I so feel like if, if I just it wouldn't, like that wouldn't be there digitally online, you can own it digitally. No, I don't think it's the same. Okay. I don't think it's the same. I'd rather it to me, if I owned it digitally, it feel like I just downloaded it off of, you know, a pirated site. But, Except it's clear. But yeah, it's not that at all. <laughs> like it's, there's nothing. <laughs> um, but it's just on a screen. Downloads you real. can't share with people. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can just let someone borrow your download. Yeah, Bryce. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like if I download, like if I have it, if I have a movie that I bought on Amazon. That's all you care about, <laughs> sharing with people? If I have yes, a movie I have absolutely. on Amazon, I could just give you my Amazon login and you can log into my account. I love my movies. All I care about is looking at it. I have a <laughs> Call Me By Your Name poster behind me and I want to look. I like looking at it. Yeah, I could no, just my, not have it. My huge but thing is that um, people my whole life have always recommended movies and things to me. And I've said this to you guys before, but for our listeners, like people have always recommended me things. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, do you, can I borrow it? Oh, I don't own it. Why would I buy it? I was like, okay. And then they don't have it and I never watch it because I'm not going to buy it. I've never seen it. And then it's not available for free streaming or it's not, or I don't have the service or something. So that's always been my thing is if it's something I love and it's something I recommend, I, I own it so I can let people borrow it. Um, I don't let them borrow the Blu-ray version of it anymore because I've lost too many things doing that, but I have the DVD ready. <laughs> but what so. happens? You're a traveler, Bryce. You're a nomad. Uh, if you're talking to people, chances are you might not be in the same space as they are. So how are you going to get it to them? Yeah. Well, why would I? <laughs> wait, what? I don't know when that would happen. Like, if you're having a conversation I, I with only... one of your friends in Washington and they recommend something to you, you can't just be like, "Oh, let me let me go let me go get it for you." Oh well, that's different. But like, I don't understand how the, people aren't like just willy nilly 
gonna give you their information for logging into their accounts. No, but, but the, you, so the problem exists both no. ways, <laughs> right? But it's easy. But it's I an easier it's problem like a, to solve a if there's code a digital or something. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about like okay, like that. But that's even through a service. Like most of those now, you have to download like Voodoo or uh, uh, another like oh, service true. to to be able to do that. So I don't know. Digital for me, I I am all on board for the digital age. I think it's great. I think it saves so much space. I think it it stops you from losing something or have something stolen or have something damaged. Like I can't. I if I own it digitally, I will always own it digitally unless an apocalypse happened and I the the internet was gone forever or my computer was destroyed. But I can just always get another computer and and load up my accounts. I will always have my accounts. The cloud is everlasting. But if I have a DVD or a Blu-ray and it breaks, I have to go buy another one. There's no backup for that. Why would it break? Are you not taking care of your movies? <laughs> it could break any other What way. if you don't have service, though? But what if you don't have service? Then you can't access your movies. If you download it, you can. But I Are you just going like to download, like, terabytes of movies? Are Do you, you gonna, have a hard drive that... I mean, all of those if you're movies? gonna, but that's that's just as easy to do that to download a ton of movies onto a flash drive as it is to carry around uh, a binder full of Blu-rays and DVDs. Like, <laughs> what's the difference? In all honesty, I didn't know you could download all of them. I thought you had to have. I thought you had to be signed in online to your account to access downloaded movies. Like, it depends on what you can download stuff. Because that's been my experience, but I also haven't attempted to do anything like that elsewhere. And here at this house my friend is all about digital or he owns, he does both, but he's more about digital, but things have to be signed in in order for you to access them. Even if you download it. So that's always been my experience. And that's, I don't always have service. Like I go a lot of places that doesn't, that don't have service. What about, what about vinyl collections since they have a different listening experience compared to I mean, streaming it do off. They though? I mean I have not di- <laughs> I haven't I dived know. into vinyl I enough. I don't but know. But you were talking about CDs said. earlier and my thing with CDs is part of the my min- the minimalist thing is that I always wanted kind of quality over quantity and so what that means for CDs to me is that um, I only buy cds for bands like i really love so there is a certain audio quality that cds have that is better than most streaming services that's kind of moot now because (laughs) i have i'm paying for a service that has way better quality than cd quality but um but again that's streaming and like if i happen to be someone that doesn't have service i'm not going to be able to listen to it unless i downloaded all of it which you know i could but, but are you if again you have what a CD, it really boils down to if you have a cd can i just ask this question really quick if you have a cd that means you have to have a cd player to listen to it so what happens if you're CD like player. on it could be your laptop it could be a what, playstation it could okay be but what happens if you're on a, a run what if you're running or you're hiking through the woods and you want to listen to music and you don't have a cd player with you <laughs> what do you do you have a big old you carry CD around player. a cd player with you like a portable, no, like I mean, a Walkman. Downloaded music, but <laughs> CDs are just for me. They're just like what my if, favorite bands, my favorite albums of like all time, like on CD. Yeah. Because honestly, you can, I don't care about CDs anymore. <laughs> I used to. 
But I have a record player that plays radio, CDs, records, and sure. an aux cord. Awesome. And a cassette. I have two cassettes, a local band and the police. And I already ripped the police one. <laughs> I don't even know how to roll it back. <laughs> I grabbed a pen and I turned it and I don't know oh, what was happening. Man. So um, Yeah, for me, I just think the benefits of digital media just greatly outweigh any kind of, of, of negatives or detriments. Like I, I, if I have and I still buy physical media and it's not like I, I've moved strictly over to digital, but like. The only the only downside that I don't like about digital media is that if like if I have my ebook, my like my Kindle, I if and if it the battery dies, I can't read the books that are on it. That's the only that's that's the only downside to it, though. But it's like I can literally walk around with a library in my pocket. Like I don't I there's that, that the benefits of that greatly outweigh any kind of downside for me personally like i don't yeah. see i don't see the negatives i feel like if i was looking for negatives like aside from the battery thing i would just be nitpicking and holding on to outdated modes of, of enjoying entertainment but but you don't like touching the cover and looking at the pictures that's nice pictures first pictures are there uh but <laughs> i don't need to, i'm not one of those people like i love the the touch of paper on my fingers i don't like yeah that's nice but it's not gonna like stop me from from downloading a book because i really want to read it and i don't want to wait two days for it to come in the mail what if there is a media blackout and then you lose all that things why would it why would you lose what's downloaded onto your device that's why I don't think okay, you guys your understand. Okay, shuts off because the aliens. But what's from, more likely to happen, um, that oh or your goodness. house burning down and you losing <laughs> all of your stuff, or you know someone coming into your house and stealing your record collection? What's more possible, alien invasion or home invasion? <laughs> like I feel like one of those is probably you know not gonna happen ever. I mean, obviously, what this all boils down to is where I'm old fashioned. I'm attached to the physical look <laughs> of things. Like, I understand yeah, that. Yeah, I, but. I, I appreciate both. I but think I definitely that have something... that. Go, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> I think that if it's something really cool and important and special to me, I would like to own it physically. And, um, and other than that, I mean, everything is in my phone. Yeah, I mean that pretty much says it. So the uh, the minimalist that I know I said they have a bunch of extreme uh, methods, but they they end that book that I was talking about with a quote that I really I really think is is a great quote, and it's um, the quote is love people and use things because the opposite never works. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a great way to live your life. Like if don't love a physical thing like if it if it's a physical thing that's not a human life then it's not worth getting upset over it's not worth you know losing your mind over if you lose it or break it like it's just a thing you can replace it and if you can't replace it it's whatever so i think that's a great way to like i i have tried to keep that with me um even though you know i do sometimes buy overpriced electronics and i would be very upset if it you know, broke or got stolen, but it's, I, I try to limit that for myself as much as I can. Yeah, definitely. So love that. Uh, yeah. Do we want to go grab another refill and, uh, come back with some brewer's choice? Okay. Let's do it. 
right, welcome back. Let's, um, you know, recommend some beautiful things and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Brewer's even choice. We've just been talking about things. <laughs> um, I'm going to, oh, yeah, this is Brewer's choice. I'm going to recommend <laughs> this girl on YouTube named Kelly Stamps. Hmm. She's really awesome. Um, she has a lot of things on minimalism and I love like her aesthetic and her clothes and everything, but she has other videos and she's really funny. So I think she deserves all the attention she's getting right now. And she was on that video of Brie Larson, by the way. So I guess she's pretty, she's growing pretty okay. fast. <laughs> nice. What's her name <laughs> Had again? To slide that in there. Kelly Stamps. Stamps. Okay. Uh, so I was going to recommend a movie, but I am actually going to recommend a strategy I believe I saw on HGTV, and it was uh, this family that was trying to figure out what to take with them on their move. They were moving into a smaller space, and they just couldn't figure it out by themselves. And so whoever was helping them during this move or whoever their realtor was, helped them figure it out by taping off pieces of the room and saying look this is the size of the new room you're moving into mm. whatever's in this room right now or whatever you have around the house that's important to you uh, i think they might have used outside or maybe they used like a big empty area and they just taped off a bunch of um proportionate spots okay. and said whatever you want to take has to fit into these areas and i feel like that's just a good practice to have if you're trying to one move or if you're trying to get rid of things or you want to be more mindful of your space kind of space out maybe tape off your countertop and see uh like what fits on there and what's too cluttery or what um you know what just what you like for an aesthetic and maybe next time you move keep that in mind and that way you don't just kind of randomly move and just take everything with you and you realize it doesn't fit and now you're stuck with a really cluttery mess so yeah i just thought it was really cool that's good you can still recommend the movie go ahead uh i was just gonna recommend something i think might have already been recommended on another episode probably uh by adonis is into the wild i've been told to watch that so many times i wanted to recommend that to myself on here (laughs) to make sure that i actually watch it i think uh i think i haven't watched it because you can only rent it and i think i'm just gonna finally buckle down and and actually rent something i haven't rented anything in i don't know since blockbuster but yeah (laughs) it's a great you won't do you won't be disappointed it's a fantastic film and you can finally cross it off your list so people can stop recommending it to you yeah (laughs) absolutely um i am going to recommend uh, a device actually so uh, i actually talked about it in the main episode but i'm gonna do i'm gonna do the kindle paperwhite uh it's uh it's a really cool device i own one um i got one for my girlfriend um just because we're both big readers and it's great uh like I said earlier, you can literally carry a, a library in your pocket. Um, one of the cool things about it that I really like is that I'm a big fan of series, like watching uh, a reading book series. So I can buy the first book in a series, and if I really enjoy it, 
I can just immediately go and purchase the second book in the series or the third or the fourth and I don't have to wait. Um, and it's really cool uh, because if I don't like the book, then I don't have to worry about buying any kind of sequels. I could just delete it off my e-reader and I'll be fine. So I think it's a, a great way to read. I also I also think I read more now that I have it and I can immediately, you know, download mm-hmm. books anytime I want to. So um yeah, I, I would recommend the Kindle Paperwhite. The The Kindle Paperwhite also has a lot of people like Bryce, I think, don't like using e-readers because of the 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 screen, basically. Like it's a, it can, mm-hmm. like, a like you don't want to look at a phone screen for hours on end. Uh, the Paperwhites yeah. are, are unique because they actually aren't like your typical screen. They're more uh, the, it looks like you're just looking at a sheet of paper. Uh, there's no like backlight to it. Uh, so you know it's it's more like you're actually looking oh, okay. at a, a book yeah, that is really cool screen so um yeah that's what i'll recommend they're on amazon um and they're fantastic nice you prefer to read instead of listen to audiobooks right i don't really have a pref- preference on that um oh, okay it i some audiobooks i just can't listen to like if the narrator is not if I'm not feeling the narrator, I can't just like struggle through it. Like I tried to do Game of Thrones on audiobooks and it was it was rough because <laughs> the oh. the guy's voice who was reading was just not not cool. So I was like, I just have to uh read this myself. Um but yeah, I don't I don't really have a preference. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you guys. And um <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> how do I end? Yeah, that? Um, I think so all if you guys <laughs> have any thoughts on minimalism or anything that we talked about today, please write into broodconvos at gmail.com and let us know uh, about those thoughts or ideas. Um, we would love to hear anything and everything from you guys. So make sure you're writing yes, in. Please do. And also, you can check out our Instagram and Facebook at Brood Podcast. And also Twitter at Brood Convos. And also, I've been working on something. I actually didn't tell you guys this yet. I've kind of mentioned it before. But I am also working on a Discord channel. For those of you who don't know what it is, um, it's basically just a server for chatting, uh, whether it's audio chatting or just um, type chatting. Uh, I was been looking into that so we can have a set time so that our listeners can jump in and we can either one of us or maybe all three of us hosts will be able to jump on and just all chat with our listeners and talk more about the episode that just released. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'll cool. be keep an eye out for that post coming up. Awesome. Yay. Thank you, guys. Have a great Thursday. Love you. I'm Jen. I'm Bryce. And I'm Adonis. Bye, guys. Bye. Peace. As you begin to develop and expand your skills and your talents and your vision of yourself, you will always be in control of your destiny. Brood Podcast is recorded in Chandler, Arizona. Our producers are Bryce Gonzalez, Jennifer Montez, and Adonis Ship. Our intro music is Easy, produced by CJ Beats. Our outro music is Destiny, produced by James Berkeley. Our social media managers are Bryce Gonzalez and Jennifer Montez. Our editor is Adonis Ship.